Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Drifting right, throwing, what a catch! That was Kelsey pulling it down for the first down on a fourth and two. Here's Kansas City from the 19, throwing at the goal line, and it's caught by Kelsey for the touchdown. Gonna go up top for it, just lobs it right over Hamilton, and they have the first down with Kelsey's fourth catch. Mahomes backpedals to the 37. He's got time. All kinds of time. Now escapes. Fires it at the last second, and Kelsey caught it. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Stupid good start from the Kansas City Chiefs. They hold on and punch their ticket to another Super Bowl. The 49ers would join them a few hours later. And we're down to just two teams in one game. Super Bowl 58 is all set. The San Francisco 49ers, a very small favorite. We'll play the game in a little less than two weeks. It's Carmen and York. New hours, noon until 3. We'll cross-talk yeah. for a full 25 minutes with Waddle and Sylvie every day starting at 2.30. But uh, you're stuck with us until yeah, 3 right. now. I want to welcome you to the new age. The new age. Welcome to welcome the, new, to the age. new age. All right? And the That's sun is out, at. which I'm loving. The sun is loving. out, which makes you very happy. I love it. Some of us don't need the sun to be I happy. I need it. You need the sun to be happy. So hopefully we find some joy in your heart today. Start of a new day, Yurko. Kansas City start. First thing I said to myself, this is supposed to be the number one ranked defense of all time. The Baltimore Ravens, this version of the Baltimore Ravens, this is the number one team, better than my 85 Bears, better than the Baltimore Ravens of Ray Lewis. Well, my I think- aching panachkis, my friend. That's what I said. Yeah. This is not a defense that's any better than any of those teams that were out there. So you can take those and anybody that put those numbers together, and you can toss those aside because my eyes told me what I needed to see. They did you know, go into that game uh, with, statistically speaking, one of the yeah. finer defenses yeah. of the last 40 years. Numbers lie. And then, listen, when it was all said and done, they gave up 17 points. Numbers I mean, now, the, the start up, was they bad. They gave up 24 points. They got a gift by the official on a make good call on a play that wasn't on, on, a, on a, a lineman that wasn't anywhere near where the play was, which is how you uh, signify holding and non holding. Mm. Uh, there's holding on every single play in the NFL. Yeah, was but that if it's the rice touchdown? Point of attack. Absolutely that? 100%. If it's at the point of attack, so what did you have? You had a couple of penalties that went against the Baltimore. Ravens, and then you got two straight make good penalties out of nowhere. The first one might have been the hold. The second one was just him corralling the guy a little bit. It was not at the point of attack. It had no bearing on the play whatsoever. So, so they're supposed to eat that? In my mind's eye, the referee's not you're supposed to throw it. There's holding on every play. You've right, seen it. Right. You watch it. It's only when it's at the point of attack that they want to head and go make that call. It, 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 holding's not illegal. Anybody that says holding is illegal in the NFL is wrong. Offensive holding on the offensive line is actually legal. Egregious holding <laughs> at the point of attack when a play goes for positive yardage is, is holding penalty. now. And that's literally what the rule says. <laughs> I didn't know the yeah. rule was actually worded oh, that way. Oh, my God. I never knew that. So either way, they would have given up 24 points. They gave up 17. That is not a dominant defense. That is not, well, a, well, do- that is not a defense that we've seen with our own eyes. I don't care about how somebody fudges numbers or doesn't fudge numbers and what they look at. That team is not the most dominant defense 
in in the history of the oh, NFL. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know. Just so I, that's I, my first impression of what happened in the first quarter and second quarter of that game. Yesterday. I don't know how many people Whoa. legitimately thought that this version of the Ravens was better than the '85. The Bears. numbers have come out, right? The numbers come oh, out. That's no, what the we talked said. about it last week, Harm. The, the advanced stats were showing that they were no, on pace from a, from a team from a DVOA standpoint. Yeah. I, I understand yeah, that. And, and the fact they they blew, they blew out so many different they good teams throughout good, the season. Virtually yeah. every good team they played. I gave you yeah. guys the stats. They beat the seven playoff yeah. teams they beat. I got you. On average, 22 yeah. points better. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't. I'm not yelling it, it, at it's you. It's why you play the games, the right? Numbers. It is why, it, you, play it's why you play the games, uh, and, right. and that's where they that's will be. Right. That's, I also don't think that they're, they're not number one. Defense, they're but not they're, number yeah, one, though. Okay, and they're not number one. I, I, I mean, didn't say fine. they were bad. I said they weren't number one. When you compare that's them to the 85 defense, you compare them to the Ravens, they are clearly. Not the best defense of all time, period. Yeah, that's fine. End of story. I mean, Good night. Good luck. It was impressive without maybe the best guard in football, what Kansas City did to that defense on those first that's two drives. Right. You got that right. Baby. Those first two drives covered 26 plays. Yeah. 14 minutes. Yeah. You know, not that Lamar was good yesterday, but still, you kept that offense on the sideline. 14 minutes across their first two drives. They went four or five on third down on those two drives. Mm-hmm. They converted a fourth down on the first drive. They did. That was a that was an incredibly impressive, efficient, like we're going to show you who we are kind of start right. for Kansas City. And, and the stars, I mean, was Baltimore Ravens the, the game plan not to cover Travis Kelsey? Did was you, the um, plan to let the, hey, let's let their best player and the best tight end in football uh, dominate us in the first quarter and the second quarter. Was that the game plan? Did they come up with that? Uh, 87. Don't worry about him, guys. Uh, we'll bring, uh, let's zone drop a defensive lineman to cover him because we're yeah. not worried about it. That's you know silly. what I'm saying? Yeah, no? that's silly. I, I mean, is this supposed to be the best defense in the world, getting dominated by the best tight end in the world? Like they had no idea he was capable of this? But then on the touchdown, I mean, the, the throw from Mahomes and the catch, that yeah. like back hip and the adjustment, because Kyle Hamilton had good coverage on good that. Good coverage. That's the, did you hear Romo said that that's the first touchdown in coverage that Hamilton allowed against the tight end all year? That Kyle Hamilton is He's a, a flat-out stud. Play. He can play. He can I mean, play. that kid play. yesterday, right. he can flat-out, for a kid going into his third year next year, right. that kid can flat-out play. But anyway, uh, like... Even when they did have sticky coverage on Kelsey, it's Mahomes and Kelsey just being great. Yeah. You know, and I mean, who could have thought this? Like, it's been weird. Kelsey, for so much of the early part of the year, looked really dominant. And then he kind of looked old in December, and that offense looked yeah. crummy. Right. And you're like, man, what is this version of the Chiefs? And now here they are, right back in the Super Bowl. Well, what did the playoffs do? They rejuvenate an individual. Why? Because you know this is the dash for the cash, and the dash to get into the Super Bowl. And when I talk about playoff intensity, remember I always tell you that from the preseason to the regular season, there's a change of pace? Yeah. And then from the regular season to the playoffs, there's a change of pace because there's an immediacy to the end of it all. If you lose the game, it's over. So they put it on the line. They, 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 those teams were smacking each other around yesterday. The beauty of the game, the violence of the game, it was there for everybody to see. That's what the NFL's about, the violence, the hitting, the getting after each other. That's what I want to see. That's the NFL that I love, the brutality, the getting after each other. That's what I love, and that's what you get to see in the playoffs. And it was on display. 
in all of its glory and of its beauty yesterday in those two games. The pure, magical, physical violence of man-on-man getting after each other, knocking each other out, knocking each other senseless, knocking oneself senseless for the pursuit of what, Carm? Happiness. Victory, baby. (laughs) Victory. It's what it's all about. And it's why games like yesterday's, and I don't care. I didn't have a dog in the fight. I didn't care who won or who didn't won. I made predictions. It doesn't make a difference what my predictions are. The beauty of it was the the violence and the the artistry of the catches and stuff. That's what football is all about. That's why football is king. Yeah, well, I mean, it's king, all right. And uh, it's gotten even more popular because of uh, you-know-who. Uh, so and that's a fact. I mean, it's a sport that does Patrick well on Mahomes, its own. Is but, it Andy oh, Reid? Oh, my God. More popular because of Andy Reid? Uh, is it more popular because of the great performance of Brock Purdy coming back, your NFL MVP? At least he should be named the NFL MVP. Well, he's not going to be. But well, and that's fine. I mean, whoever wins it, congratulations. Dude, like, nice job. We got to move on to the Lions game because that's got, I think it's probably want. the most hot button stuff is Dan Campbell's decision making. But, you know, in either game you want to talk about, ring us up at 312-332-3776. Mahomes, I, I listen, we're not much else needs to be said at this point. We're kind of out of superlatives. He's pretty damn good. I mean, it's. He's pretty damn good. He's the only quarterback ever that's going to start four Super Bowls before the age of 30. Um, look, Brady's the GOAT because Tom Brady did it for 20-plus years He's and won seven it. Super Bowls. Right, he put his 20-some-odd years together. He did that. You know, it's like, already been done. It's been done. And Mahomes so Mahomes put the next 11 years together. I never thought so quickly we'd see a guy that like is chasing him down. And that's what Mahomes is doing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' winning percentage now, including the playoffs, he's played 113 games in the NFL. His winning percentage is 779. For context, and again, Brady did it for 20 years. But for context, Tom Brady's winning percentage in his NFL life was 751. This guy's at 779. He hasn't thrown a pick in his last six playoff games. His quarterback rating over his last six playoff games is like 110. I, I, he's and you know maybe it's that easy. Maybe he's shame remarkable. on me for thinking the Ravens were going to win. When he's remarkable? What did you say a lot last week? You're like, and a lot of people said Mahomes going to lose. Yeah. He's a four point underdog. Probably not. I mean, like it's remarkable. He is remarkable. He does things at that like he is playing that position. The little things he does to reset the pocket, like. That's the best way to put it, what you just said. He is remarkable. And even even on the little thing that they did yesterday to create the angle of the throw, they rolled him a little bit to the right, and he hit a backside pattern when the guy was coming up. And because he just moved four yards to the right, it created a different angle where he could squeeze the football in there away from the defender. Put there up on the front. And I'm like, look at how they, the offense, reset the angle on that receiver, whereas he was still behind the center, that angle wouldn't have been as acute as it needed to be. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the small stuff. Things. And then he put it where it needed to be put yeah. for the catch to be able to be made. So it's just that. It's, it's small it. little things that Andy Reid does, yeah. that Mahomes does, that the receivers do to make some room for themselves. I, it, 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 it's, it's all good, but... 
That being said, the Ravens still had chances and opportunities. 100%. Zay Flowers fumbling on the goal line, and that's what I tell you all the time about possession in the end zone. I know. Now, Carm, they recover that. That's a fumble. It gets recovered in the end zone by the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Chiefs ball. The worst rule in football you hate, you think, and, and, and Greenberg. I don't like it. Anytime I hear Greenberg talk, it makes me ill to my stomach, especially when he talks about this specific thing. Say that ball got fumbled and it got booted out of the end zone, and that's a touchback. Yep. I keep telling you, possession of the football, especially in that area, is of the utmost importance, and it is. You saw what it cost Zay Flowers. You saw the pain. You saw the agony. He didn't get injured on the football with his finger. No. He was slamming his helmet on the sidelines, and that's how he cut his hand. Right. His disgust in himself for allowing that ball to get separated from his body is what's going to cause him nightmares. It caused him nightmares yesterday, last night. This all off season, Zay Flowers comes back a better football player next year. But Lamar Jackson had a chance to run the ball yesterday. Scamper, my friend. Do what you do best. It's okay. He had a chance to get positive yardage at times instead of negative yardage in negative plays, and he refused to run the football yesterday. Listen, if part of your arsenal is running, then get to running. Okay, because if they're covered and they're downfield, we don't need another overthrow of a wide receiver. Get some positive yardage and put your team right, in a better yeah. position to get first down. The deep balls were horrific but from they the Ravens were in yesterday. That. Baltimore um, was in that course. game yesterday. Like, they, they weren't out of it. And all the adulation we throw at Reed and yeah. Mahomes and the Chiefs, like, think about the margins. Like, think about what you just said. That game might be much different if Zay Flowers doesn't yeah. cough up that ball literally a foot and a half from the goal line. Yes. If Brandon Ayuk doesn't make that miraculous catch and, you know, it doesn't go off of Vildor's face mask or if uh, who was the kid in the, the 07 Super Bowl? Who's the kid uh, off the helmet? Why am I blanking on his name, guys? The giant. The 07. Who's the giant, guys, that the caught guy that the ball off it. his head? I, I, I know it now, but you asked for it and I can't I get know, it I can't now. pull it right McAtee, now. McAtee. McTee. Uh, it's uh, a Mar- T. Marty, t- 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 David Tyree. Tyree. That's like, it. Tyree. Like if, think about it. Like, th- that's, that helmet grab is like, you know, Tom Brady's got an eighth ring instead of just seven, and that team yeah. is the only team since the '72 Dolphins to go undefeated, right? Like the margins are are they're just they're small, and so I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that's how fine of a line it is yep. sometimes because you're right. Like Baltimore was there; there were chances. Oh yeah, we'll talk more about these games. We got a bunch of calls already rolling in, so talk about the games with us. We got to get into the Lions and Dan Campbell coming up next. Uh, we will discuss that. 312-332-3776 is we're breaking down what was an exciting championship Sunday. Now we've got Super Bowl 58 over the next couple of weeks to preview. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Chiefs win 17-10 to advance. Lions had a big lead, couldn't hold on. So it's a rematch of Super Bowl 54 from right before COVID. I think like a month later, we were all, well, maybe like six weeks later. Probably about a month. Everything shutting down back in 2020. 49ers win 34-31. Dan Campbell went for it three times on fourth down in the second half. Converted just one of them, but a couple of the decisions have certainly been called into question. Here was Dan Campbell after the game yesterday talking about those decisions. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, 
and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know, um, I get that, but I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard, you know, it's hard, because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through, it wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but you know, we just just didn't work out. I respect the hell out of that guy. I mean, he's doing it his way. I, I thought there were a couple of curious things though from Dan Campbell, and and the strangest thing to me was the fact that at the end of the half, when they were down at the goal line, that Dan Campbell didn't go for it. And I think that might have been his biggest mistake. I I do. I'm sorry. I think 28-7 to 7 is a lot different than 24-7. And I don't know how much different 24-7 is than 21-7. It's three points. I understand. And games are decided by three 24, more frequently. 24 minus 21 is three. I, I understand. Okay, I well, just feel like it's twenty-eight. I get it. Seven is I think more like than three. Psychologically, I get that. I get it too. Seven is more than three. Yeah. Psychologically, do you give them more momentum going in by by them stopping them on fourth down? I mean, so psychologically is what we're talking. about, Oh, that about, could be. Right? That could be. Yeah. How many teams come back from twenty-eight-seven at the half? Uh, well, there's been a handful. It's not like nobody comes no, back know. from twenty-eight-seven. How many? Right. What is the but, odds? Uh, if there, was there a guarantee that is? What is no. it? 47%, right? From about that point, 47%? Yeah. Gets From like converted. fourth and two, right. they said, right? Yeah. yeah, one or two coin flip, maybe a little less than yeah. a coin flip, right? Yep. So you get it, you're 24 to 7. That 28 decision, 7, 28 7. I get it, but it was 24 to 7 because they kicked. Yes. That decision to kick didn't lose the game for them. The, the, uh, no. the Jameer Gibbs fumble lost the game. Helped lose the game for them. Getting the ball back right away after they scored a touchdown. First play fumble. That's the play that ended up killing him. What happened? Did he go to the wrong side? Remember what happened on that play? Kind of looked, looked like, like a little like bit it. of draw play. Um, the, the, he didn't really have the ball. Uh, Jared Goff. Then he got it into there. He got it. He secured it. It got ripped he out. He never really there. had the ball. No, no. But did, if you notice that he did have did it, he? it got ripped out. Got ripped out. They had a super slow-mo on it. And the uh, the player from the uh, San Francisco 49ers really did get just it. He got it. the edge of it, and he ripped it out of there. It took him time to get possession of the ball, right? It took yeah. him a little time to get possession of the ball. But when he finally did get possession, he had it nice and tight when he was going through there. It may have messed the timing of the play up. Do you know how that yes. mesh and that hole gets there on the initial block, and you might be able to squeeze through there? It might have done that. To me, that's what blew the game for those guys. Jameer Gibbs fumbling right away, and it's now all of a sudden 24-24 after you've been up that long. That's a shock. That's a punch in the stomach. Yeah. And you've got to find a way to recover from it. So, uh, And then he went for two fourth downs. Yeah, right? and I he thought went that, for two more. Look, the one in the fourth quarter when you could tie the game, I love going for it, but you're, you know, you're playing for the Super Bowl. It does kind of feel like maybe we should just tie it here. Is that an unmakeable kick for a guy who was on their practice squad a month ago? Probably not. Like... If you can't make a 48-yarder in this league, you probably shouldn't be in the yeah, league. Probably, yes. Right? You shouldn't be in the league. Uh, when they didn't go for it and they didn't kick it, the group I was with was, what are you doing? Yeah. What, what at this point now are you doing? And I saw the, the is it a gif and or a meme? But it's uh, Peter from uh, uh, the cartoon, guy. Family Guy, playing blackjack. He gets 20. He goes, hit. And his wife's in the back going, no. He gets an ace, 21. He goes, hit me. Hit me. And that's what it feels like sometimes. 
It's like, okay, I'm just a glutton for punishment because I decide and I'm the guy that goes. I'm just going to go no matter what, hell-bent for election for no reason at all. Yeah, I thought... Without looking at what the possibilities are. Sometimes common sense is better than numbers. Sometimes common sense is better. You could have tied it with seven minutes left. Yeah, I think you probably should tie it. I do. And I, I was surprised that he went there. I was a little surprised he didn't go at the end of the half. I thought he should have. I was surprised he didn't kick to tie it. I thought he should have. One of those fourth downs, you always say it. You look dumb when your guys don't execute. When they do, you're a hero. Ball hit Josh Reynolds in the hands. Right in the hands. Yeah. You know? And then Josh Reynolds, what, a two series later, dropped a third down that would have converted. They punt to the one. And Detroit can't keep the ball at the one-yard line. Well, ball goes... Guys in the end zone when he touches it. Everybody took their chance. Everybody took their turns dropping the ball, too. Oh, my God. St. Brown drops a pass that's right in his hands. Laporta drops a pass that's right in his hands. Everybody took turns dropping the ball. And what's going to kill you? It's execution, right? What do teams do well? They throw the ball, they catch the ball, right? They block. Teams that do that, they tackle well. They don't make penalties, Okay, that's what teams that are, are great teams, that's what they don't do. They, they do the simple things well, and they don't hurt themselves. Okay, and when yeah. you start hurting yourself, that's when things start to get a little bit, uh, a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Uh, so, well, let's get out and take some phone calls here. 312-332-3776. Yeah, Dan Campbell's decision, probably the, the most polarizing stuff from the weekend yesterday. But, uh, you know, afterwards, he kind of was sticking to... His guns, which I guess is not a surprise, um, and we just played you what he said to the post, uh, you know, in post game to the reporters yesterday. Let's go to Flowers in Las Vegas. What's up, Flowers? What's up, fellas? So I go and you know, kind of thinking. Uh, I'm talking about the Chiefs game and the, and the Ravens. I'm, I'm, you know, thinking. All right, Lamar might have a chance to kind of write himself into a different, you know, status of quarterbacks and whatnot. And Obviously, I don't think he did that coming out of the game. But now I look at, you know, our uh, the Bears quarterback and, and just uh, kind of comparing Caleb to Mahomes. And my question to you guys is this, really, is do you think they're comparing Caleb to Mahomes in the, in the fact of maybe more of an IQ and just a cojones type of style of, uh, of comparison? Or do you think it's actually like, you know, skill because – I don't know, the sidearm throws and stuff like that. You see other players try to do it. Lamar tried to do it in that game, and, you know, it got batted down. But there's just a different level of gameplay that Mahomes brings into the game. Yes. And I think it's just I think it's just cojones. I think it's just, you know, IQ and cojones rather than skill. And if, if Caleb has that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it because I don't think Justin Fields has that in his game. And I think it's more of just, you know, athleticism and just raw – talent at you know physicalities but um, uh, yeah you know I, that's, that's i think it's a combination of those things that you're talking about flowers it's the athleticism that he possesses and sort of the off-platform stuff that caleb can do and extending the plays and the arm angles and those are the tangible things you can see the other stuff that's harder uh, to figure out is what makes this you know it's what makes guys bust so often quite frankly uh we patrick mahomes plays the position I mean, he's teaching a master class, basically. There, there's a lot going on there that it, it's just next level. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's not just I've, his skill. It's just I've, there's ne- it's next-level play. I think Caleb Williams can throw the football. Yes, he can. I mean, he no can, question. He can chuck it down the field. There's no question. He can throw the football. But can he see the game the way Mahomes does and do all the other stuff? I don't know. Hey, Patrick Mahomes got hit a lot yesterday. Which is rare for him. He got hit a lot. And he actually had some happy feedback there. He was he was doing the old dance back there, kid. As they started bringing and they more. They were pattering. They were pattering. They were starting to get more pressure on, more consistent pressure. Oh, his feet were dancing, okay? It affects everybody. But he found a way to do things in the pocket to buy himself a little bit more time. But you saw him, and he even started to feeling phantom pressure. Watch, mm. watch him toward the end of the game. He's feeling some phantom mm. pressure there, too, where he's moving for no reason at all. But he's, he's just moving. Maybe he's trying to create an angle for himself. I don't know. But he was feeling a little bit of fan of pressure. And you know what? He overcame it all. They did. So it affects people you know, during games, and yet he finds ways to overcome it. Unbelievable. Like MVS in the last two weeks, too, uh, after just the drops that have plagued him and that team, like ends up securing two huge, important balls. Eddie's on the north side. Hey, Eddie. Hey, and, and boys, you know, like Lamar Jackson, I was literally sitting there counting Eight, nine seconds, seven seconds, like, you know, juggling around in the pocket and then getting sacked and everything. But but as far as the Detroit game, I thought the Niners should have went on their first possession when they went down there. And it was like fourth and five. I was like, you're down seven already. Just, you know, I know they missed a field goal. That's hindsight. But I thought they should have went for it on fourth down. And if I was the owner of Detroit, that guy would be in my office today, and he would be fired, and I wouldn't even have an interview and bring in Bill Belichick as the next coach of the Detroit Lions because he himself cost all them guys the whole season. They fought hard to that point, and he just threw it away. And somebody mentioned earlier about, well, the over was in. Well, you know, there's bets where how many fourth-down conversions there are, too. And believe me, they pay huge if you go over a certain amount of them. So I don't question anything with it, but that's my philosophy. I'd have him fired today. I wouldn't. I think that'd be crazy to fire Dan Campbell. I mean, I think that's completely crazy. Well, I mean, All right, month, month ban. But month ban. You guys are banning him for a month. Oh, I mean, what, what are we doing? Him? Fire Dan Campbell today? Come on. I mean. It's the best team the Lions have ever had. Uh, it's the best team they've had in 60 years. It's fired Dan Campbell. That is easily the worst take I've heard today. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to top that one. What are we doing? I'm assuming we're going to get like maybe who's the guy that calls Waddle and Sylvia that says Fields is better than Mahomes? That guy Uh, that insists it. Like that's still the worst ever take ever in the history of any of the world. Yeah, but Eddie's being serious. That guy. Who knows if that other guy's not being serious? I don't know. The point is, we we know Eddie's calls. He's being serious right now. And Eddie's uh, that's pretty. Eddie wants him fired. That's pretty close to being like the worst take to fire Dan Campbell for Bill Belichick. The the the, the fields over Mahomes is still like I said the all time worst take in the history of. I mean, I hope the they world. do fire him. Like that would be cool for us It'd be as Bears great fans for the Bears. Yeah, like can we like let's get on board, Go ahead guys. And fire Dan Campbell. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. I think it'd be crazy. And uh, yeah, you know, he's got to own and wear some of that that you know that that decision making. Uh, I don't think his players blame him. I think his players love it. I think this is the way they've come to you know this is who they are this is the way they want to play this is the way they want him to coach i think yurko brings up a good point uh, you know, to say that it's all on dan campbell and that's why they lost how about jameer gibbs fumbling how about yeah. 
Kendall Vildor letting the ball hit him in the face mask. Right. Bounces um, up in the air and the, you know, the reception like, is made. There are other things. I mean, things. there's lucky bounces in the world, and then you there's know? lucky bounces in the world. There are other things, yeah. for you know, to be certain. We'll continue to take your phone calls on Championship Sunday at 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and York live in our State Street studios. Watch us on YouTube today and every day. Make sure you click and subscribe. Make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You think they jumped off sides on purpose just to start the, the downs on a first and ten with no clock really going off? be a brilliant move, wouldn't it? I mean, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of reasons I mean, to come. Personal foul, unnecessary weapons, defense, number zero. That's 15-yard penalty, automatic, first down. Romo made a great point there. He actually was yeah. on top of it. Not surprised. But, boy, the rest of it, the best announcer in football. <laughs> the, the hyperbolic nature of Tony Romo is just, uh, I saw an article today that says, crazy. he and Jim Nance get along? They get along. Do they like each other? No, do oh, they do like they? each other? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I saw something that's out there, you know. But he was right. Now, and listen, Roquan, it was another maybe undisciplined thing. Obviously, Roquan was going for He's a going, flag. Right. I, he didn't know that for a flag. he didn't want a personal fault. But the yards there really didn't matter. He, he, he it was obviously very time. calculated. It was time. Uh, yes. Uh, it was reset the downs. Yes. Get it back to first and ten. And let's do yes. this thing again. Let's yeah. do the timeout thing again. The yards there aren't the end of the world, but it was still a very undisciplined game, I thought, from the Ravens. Eight penalties for 95 yards. They wanted to be physical. They wanted to get after the quarterback, and they, they wanted Patrick Mahomes to know that you can cry for a foul all you want. We're going to smack you, and we're going to hit you. And that's what they wanted to do, and they're hoping that was going to have an effect on them. They had four personal foul penalties, right? I believe it's so. four. Uh, Zane Flowers had the one before he fumbled down the on the goal line. He had the taunting. He, he put his arm down and used the defensive player as leverage to get up. And then he kind of did and the then, stand over. No, then he, he put the ball down next. You know, he dropped the ball down next to him the, and then did that. The defensive know. player was holding on to his leg, though. Yeah. Like, wouldn't let him. It was Sneed, like, wasn't it? Yeah, Sneed was, was, was holding on to his leg, so he pushed his arm down to, rele- to you know, be released from the stranglehold he had on his ankle. It was the, the arm it, or his chest? His chest, whatever. He okay. to, to have him release his arm. And then he did the ball spin in the yeah, flex, which the is flex. still stupid. Yeah, it's I know. You're going to get a... Well, it's fo- no, 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 no. It's yeah, football. but you got to have to kind of know change, that no, they're going to... Change that rule before you change the end zone rule. Discipline. I don't mind that. If you want to get that touchback, out... The touchback's never getting uh, getting gone. Fumbling through the end zone is never so? going to be gone. No. I don't mind if they got rid never. of... I wouldn't mind if they get rid of the taunting stuff. Like, it would, you know, unless you want to make some... I don't know how you, you do that. Some clear... Uh, like distinguishing line of where you maybe can't I, I cross, think but the, I don't know. I think that... the push, he does fine. Yeah, I think the dropping of the ball was fine. The problem is you you did that. You added on with the dropping of the ball. You added on with the flex. Either one of those three individually is not an issue. But all three together, but when you start doing them on top of each other, becoming cumulative like that. Yeah. At some point, the referee's like, "Okay, this is getting stupid." Yeah. Now here right. you go. Here you go. Chase on the south side. Morning or afternoon, I should say. Chase, what up? Chase. Hey, what's happening, fellas? How you guys doing? Good, man. Yeah, Carm, are you uh, are you still uh, sickening over the Mahomes and Trubisky 
Well, I, I, I don't God know. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how any. I don't know how you'd ever could say just get over it. I mean, if, yeah, of course. Well, I always wonder. Uh, I don't know how you can't. I mean, I, I, I really yeah, don't. I, I don't know how you could say I. I don't think about it, but that's just me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So here's the thing, right? There's two things that I really did not understand. I believe that there there was like issues as far as game plan on the Baltimore Ravens side. I didn't understand the game plan. Why didn't they? run the football yeah. more and, and, and yeah. move the pocket with Lamar Jackson. Another thing is, a lot of people they talk about, what I didn't understand was this, when the Detroit Lions got the ball back and they were down by 10, they were driving down to get a score. What I did not understand is why didn't they just kick, I, I get you one point, but at this point now, time is your enemy. Well, and they had yeah. three timeouts. Yeah. Well, so how, what they about, how about did, burning it? Chase, the worst thing they did was burn that timeout on the third, third down, down run. Third and no, goal. I know yeah, I know that, car, but even before then, yeah. what they could have did was when they got down close to field goal range, he could have kicked the, kicked the field goal yeah. with a minute, and they would have had a minute and 40-some seconds left. You could have kicked you, – okay, you down seven. Okay, you kick the ball off. You've got three timeouts. You stop them. You get the ball back. You need a touchdown. Decide. And then knowing Dan Campbell, he probably would went for two for the game. So <laughs> I thought more yeah. likely what he should have did was kick the field goal and save the timeouts rather than going for the touchdown. Well, he, yeah. Uh, uh, that was more why well, I didn't understand. Well, and, that was more. And here's the thing, but and, and Chase, thanks, buddy. Not only could they could have saved the timeout by not running the ball. That that was the right. worst the decision ball. he made out of everything that went wrong for the Lions because once he called that timeout and they only had two, he was guaranteeing the minute they lose – the onside kick, the game's over. And right. you know you're not going to recover those onside kicks anymore. It's like 1% or something, isn't it? Well, they know. got the limitations. Five on a side. Right. Yeah, you can't take a running start. You can't run, exactly. Right. So there's a whole bunch of different things now for player safety, right? In the game that inherently is not safe, That's right. they're doing it for player safety. The worst decision Dan Campbell made was running the ball there, and then they yeah, had to burn down. that timeout. Like, that was crazy. That is where you've got to clean up some of the clock management stuff that, quite frankly, happens too often in this league all across it amongst very good coaches. And I get it. It's hard. That, that clock is running. That play clock is running. I mean, you know, I understand that it's there's a lot on your plate, but my God you got to be better than that. And and that guaranteed the minute they, you know, you're not going to get the onside kick that that game was going to be over. I thought that was the worst decision they made. Chase also talked about some of the game plan of Todd Munkin. That's continued to be called into question. Kansas City on defense, uh, defensive rush EPA this year, 28th in the NFL. But you saw only 16 rushing attempts for Baltimore and only six from the running backs. During the regular season, the Ravens were third in rush EPA, third in yards per attempt, third in success rate, and first in overall attempts. But it really seemed like they did deviate from something that is in their DNA, and they did it against a team, again, that's bottom five in the NFL in defensive rush EPA. And then I saw Barnwell had this note in his column. Sunday, the Ravens ran the ball just nine times in 26 tries on first and 10. One of those was a kneel down. Three were Jackson scrambles on pass plays, meaning they really only called five run plays in 22 first and 10 situations, which is less than half their typical run rate to start a series throughout the course of the year. So they did seem to deviate a little from 
a lot of the things that made them dangerous and successful on offense. Dale's in Woodridge. Hey, Dale. Yeah, I just wanted to ask Yerk if he still thinks the uh, Ravens-Chiefs game was rigged. Okay, uh, Yerk, anything in the officiating that made you think the game was rigged yesterday no. in favor of no. the Chiefs? No. No? No. I thought maybe one missed call, maybe Isaiah likely could have drawn a P.I. in the end zone on the pick. But Yeah, that's tough when you throw the ball in the triple coverage like that. Yeah, you had an interesting explanation upstairs about that. Like, w- officials might look at that well, and go, Officials looking at that, I, I almost said it was like, when they see you throwing the triple coverage, it's just like, what are you doing there to begin with? <laughs> right? And it comes down as interception. Was the contact uh, intentional? Was it uh, um, unintentional? Right. Was it incidental contact? Yeah. Almost like at the end of the game when you throw up the Hail Mary, uh, it's very hard-pressed to... To make a call, it's got to be obvious and it's got to be glaring. And I don't know if it was obvious or glaring. I think you're probably and right about that. did they call it consistently yeah. the whole game on both sides? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Both sides. When you looked at the whole game yeah. in its entirety, was the play calling consistent from the uh, the, the back judges and yeah. the field judges and the guys that make those individual calls? Yeah. So th- that's what you got to ask yourself. Do I think it was rigged? No. I think Kansas City went out there and beat them. Especially in that first half. Is the NFL happy? Oh, they're doing backflips. Yes. 100%. The, the poster child, Travis Kelsey, and his little lady. Yeah, they're loving Flying this. back from Japan. They're loving this. Oh, yeah. She's going to be at the game. Yes. Oh, yeah. She'll be you there. bad guys. Mike's in Streeterville. You know they're jumping for joy. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, quick question about that Roquan play where he jumped over when it was first and five to reset it to first and ten. As good as a play or a call to have him do that as that was, I at the time I was like, why are they not declining that penalty to keep it at first and five, which makes it much easier to get the first down and run the clock out. Uh, why they took? What do you mean? Why? Why can't they take the penalty? Could they have declined the penalty? Is what he's saying. The person keep, it at, first keep it at first and five. Could they oh, have declined oh, the penalty? Oh, oh, oh! Instead of uh, boy, but they're getting fifteen yards tacked on there, along with the first down. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Right? Isn't yes. that? A, but was it? But, but timing it does set more at first and ten. There? But you're right. I mean, it's it's resetting at the first and ten. You're right about that. Uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't. So the ball ends up moving to the 40, right? After that, the ball moves to the 40. Is that where they move? I'm trying to remember where they were right, in the field. It was, right, Mike, thanks. It was what, uh, I'll look real first quick at and the five, right? Play. It was first and five. There's a penalty made at first and five. That penalty yes. made it so you yes, gained so five you yards right. to the 25. Now you got 15 to the 40, so now you're at the 40. I think either one of those um, is important. Okay. I think either one's important. Um, I, I think you take the penalty and get the yardage. That way, eventually, whatever happens, if you have to punt, mm-hmm. you can punt the ball uh, deeper yeah, down th- the field. Yeah, I think you kind of want the yards there, even though I see what Mike's saying. You're, you're, you're giving them their desired effect to reset right. at first and 10, but I think and, you want to take the yards And there. I believe at that point in time, it was still two minutes, right, uh, on the clock. Yes. So you had still two timeouts. With two timeouts, you can take timeout after the first down, to take a timeout after the second time. Two-minute warning gives you the timeout after third down. Now they have to punt the ball, and they have to give it to you. That moved the ball to the KC 45, of course. It was, you know, at the 25, the penalty, first and five at the 30. Thank that you. made it at the 45. I think you So t- there you go. Yeah, I think you definitely so want to take those. 25, 30, yeah. 45. And then uh, ultimately they end up getting the pass completion. And that and was it anyway. the game afterwards. Yeah, Mahomes anyway. recognized So they were willing to gamble. They are yeah. willing to gamble. Yeah. And so, okay, we want to end the game. We never want you to have the ball. Exactly.
right, we'll take more of your phone calls if you want to talk about Championship Sunday, uh, the decisions that Dan Campbell made. Mahomes back in another Super Bowl, his fourth now in five years. It's crazy. 312-332-3776. You can ring us up. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. We say, you know, certain guys just make great coordinators, but probably not great head coaches. And like that, that happens. The Steve Spagnolo experience, like I, I can't pretend like I really remember all the nuance of what of what went so wrong when he was the coach of the Rams. Because it was a long time ago. I mean, it was, you know, you're 15, 16, 17 years ago here at this point, give or take. But they were awful, you know? Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's because he had a rookie quarterback, but his defenses were never good in St. Louis. Like I don't know why that is. Again, I don't, I don't really remember the nuance to that, Yerk. But boy, it was three years, and he flamed out quick as a head coach. Right. But boy, oh boy, can Spagnolo call some defense? Right. Yeah. Like as a coordinator, ten eleven. They were just bad. You know, yeah. like it was Sam Bradford. I think was a rookie, and that's part of it. But his defenses were never good. I, you know, and well, Sam Bradford was a rookie when we were at, in Dallas. For the Super Bowl. So that was, that, was 2010 or 2011? Yeah, 2012. Okay. So he, whoever he had in St. Louis, um, it had to be maybe somebody, somebody before, before Sam Bradford. Bradford. Yeah. Like Bradford was there maybe his last year right. then. Okay. Yeah. But that's no good. Uh, yeah. Like you, it that's just, not what you want. It, it just, it was, it was bad. I mean, you know, like, I don't know that he won 10 games in three years. Or, I mean, like, it was, it was really bad. And, but boy, the guy can, from a, a defensive coordinator standpoint, like, other than Vic Fangio, maybe is there anybody you want calling your defense in a big game right now? Maybe Belichick. We, you know, we talked about that last right. week. If Belichick were willing to become right. a defense coordinator, I think you got a pretty good signal caller. Yeah, maybe Belichick, maybe Vic Fangio, and I don't know how far you're going down that list before you get to Spags. That was that was impressive stuff again yesterday, and he continues to do that. And now we get to see the chess match between Shanahan and Spagnola, which should be fun. I'm trying to find your quarterback of that 09 team. Probably like uh, uh, Mark, Mark Bulger, Mark Bulger, yeah. uh, Kyle Bowler. Oh God, Kyle That's Bowler. That's what you're looking Out of Cal, at, right? Yeah. Wow. One played nine games. The other one played seven. There you go. Oh boy, eight, four, and four. And how about the great Keith Null? <laughs> he played four games for you that year, Carm. I would never started even, four games. Never even remember. One started on. eight. One started four, and the other one started four. I don't know who Keith Null is. Never. I don't know. Help me. To West, be honest with you, I don't know. West Texas A&M. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. It's rare that in the last 20 yeah. years here you're going to pull a quarterback name that I've not heard of. I would not I have known that name in a million years. I got to be honest. I don't recognize it. I don't. Uh, so that's interesting. All right, Sam Bradford came out that uh, the next year, 2010. Okay. 2010 yeah. St. Louis Rams. And we go. just happened to see him. Yeah. Not when he was a rookie, After but when he was a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So Bulger was his Not Bulger. Sam Bradford but was Spags can call some D-man. It's going to be fun. And now you've got uh, the last pick of the draft and Brock Purdy up against the guy who's trending in a direction that's going to uh, ultimately, uh, you know, ultimately get him real close to Tom Brady, if not pass him when it's all said and done. That is the matchup we have for Super Bowl 58. And it is a rematch between these two organizations. Some different personnel. Tyreek Hill's gone. Jimmy G's gone. Christian McCaffrey is a niner. So there's some different, you know, Isaiah Pacheco was still in college. Obviously, Isaiah Pacheco is a, is, 
is in the league. There's some differences. Uh, but it's Andy Reid versus Shanahan, and it's the 49ers and the Chiefs for the second time in five years. The Chiefs are a small underdog. Wait, one and a half points, right? Yeah, one, one and a half. Going against Mahomes as an underdog right now. Oof, my God. I just cannot believe like four times in six years as a starter. Four and five. He's only lost to Brady and Burrow in the playoffs. That's and and then Vikings got daughter, the yes. second daughter, gets to go to the game. Yes, because his so daughter congratulations. works for the Chiefs. Yeah, so congratulations goes out to the daughter. Wow. She gets a chance to make it out there. He's a little nervous, I think. 22-year-old daughter running around yeah, Vegas. Vegas with her older sister. With, his, with the older yeah. sister. I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be fine. Boy, good times to be in the Viking Scott clan. I mean, my God. Hey, Vegas has lost its claws a little bit. You think so? I think so, yeah. It can still be. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the players I are... Wish the, I, I wish the uh, mobsters were still running it. At least you get 3-2 to two on blackjack. You wouldn't have a triple zero on the uh, old roulette wheel either. That's awesome. Uh, that's very good, Yurko. I mean, it's ridiculous. You'd still be getting 3-2 yeah. to two blackjack. That's right. Baby. Now you got to play like $100 a hand to get 3-2 to two blackjack. The Imperial Palace would still be standing. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. The players are staying, like, what, 30 miles from the Strip, I think, right? Good idea. Get them. You want to keep them as I, far away. I think away. that makes sense. Keep them as far away as can, possible. Uh, you know, uh, when when they were in Jacksonville, uh, Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Eagles stayed out at uh, the TPC. Is that right? Yeah, they were out there at... Uh, TPC of uh, Scottsdale? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The TPC. In Jacksonville. So, my bad. The TPC where they play... The event every year, right? Yeah, the, the players, players championship. championship. Yes, where, yes. Where is that? The players is in the championship course. Sawgrass. Sawgrass. Thank Sawgrass. you very much. You they stayed in Ponte Vedra at Sawgrass. Gotcha. And that's about 25 miles away from downtown. Yeah, you you know, maybe 20 miles away from downtown. And then the other, the New England Patriots were staying in St. Augustine. Wow. So you, you want to talk about a trip? And we're doing the shows from the Jacksonville Convention Center. So if you were sending a reporter out, and J.D. was our reporter, J.D. had to go to St. Augustine, yeah. and he had to go out to Ponte Vedra if he's going to get any stories. One year when we covered the Super Bowl in Dallas, remember, the Steelers were in Fort Worth. We had to yeah. go from downtown Dallas TCU. to Fort Worth. They're staying yeah, at they're Texas staying at, Christian. They're, they're, and the, their media uh, availability was on the TCU campus. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And so the couple of days we went to Steelers media days, we had to go out to um, TCU. We had to haul ass up. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're smart to try to keep the players as far away as possible. I'm sure. Look, you're going to make your way down maybe a time or two to the strip. We'll see. But it's going to be a you know what? Where, where's the media center, guys? Did you say it's at Luxor? Is that where they put the media center? And then uh, the media hotel is at Luxor. Oh, what a beauty! I love it, dude. And the Luxor. Uh, I believe Radio Row is Mandalay Bay. Okay, that sounds about right. Mandalay's got so much space. Yeah. And, and at Luxor, they like put you on the far end, right by the airport, right? Well, you're right by Mandalay. Yeah, you're down at the you're south right. end by. You're way yes. the hell out there. Which is by the stadium. Which no, is it's, good. it's over by the stadium. It's, right it's by all the in the stadium. same area. Oh yeah, you're you're all the way south by the airport, but it's right by the stadium. The stadium's behind Mandalay. Luxor is like the first, I want to say the first four times I ever went to Vegas. Like I was 21, 22, 23. We stayed at Luxor because it was cheap. Inexpensive rooms. We put like six guys to a room. Oh, yes, six absolutely. guys to a room. You know, we had nothing. Hey, I mean, that's what you did when you were young. Of course. Because you couldn't afford anything. And we wanted money to gamble. When I went out in 88 to, uh, uh, to Arizona for the Fiesta Bowl where Notre Dame played West Virginia, Six guys in a room. Eight. Everybody stayed in the damn room. I was Everybody sleeping. Was in one room. They had one one hotel open where we found a so thing good. with an outdoor pool. It was a handicap room. 
So I slept in the shower on the floor. That's awesome. Uh, no to choice. be young, Yurko. Beds were taken. The floors were taken. The only thing that wasn't taken was the bathroom. To be young. We'll continue to break down the weekend. It's Carmen and York. New hours extended all the way till 3. Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvia at 2.30. We're back in 2.